Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Catherine Cowdery. The stock market is adding to this week's advance, the S&P 500 on course for its biggest weekly gain since March. The equity benchmarks remain higher after Fed Reserve Chair Janet Yellen said the ongoing improvement in the U.S. economy would warrant another interest rate increase in the coming months. She stopped short of giving an explicit hint that the central bank will act in June. The dollar extended its largest monthly gain. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day. Dow Industrial Average is currently up 38 points, two-tenths of a percent, at 17,866. S&P 500 up eight points, four-tenths of a percent, at 2,098. NASDAQ higher by 27, a gain of half a percent. It's trading at 49.29. West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil up three cents a barrel at 49.50. Spot Gold down $11.40 an ounce at 12.11. 10-year Treasury down 6.30 seconds with a yield of 1.85%. And that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. It is time now for the DTF report. report. Thank you. Yes, Yay. Van Eck at the exchange-traded funds. I was actually looking at an exchange-traded fund right now, uh, looking at those closed-end bond funds. Um, Van Eck Vectors ETFs uh, expect more from your munis, target tax-exempt income by maturity and credit quality, all with low-cost ETFs. Visit vanek.com slash muni. Van Eck, access the opportunities. Let's go to Catherine Cowdery for our ETF report. Bond dealers may be using an ETF as a kind of secondary balance sheet. Lisa Abramowitz wrote the column for Bloomberg Gadfly. Basically, this is all adding up to people thinking that the dealers are using these ETFs as if they're their own inventories. Abramowitz points to the recent volatility in the biggest junk bond ETF, HYG, or the iShares iBox High Yield Corporate Bond Fund. She notes that it's experienced record-breaking daily withdrawals, even though the broader market has encountered relatively little turbulence. According to Abramowitz, in an environment where banks have stepped back as counterparties, ETFs have become a convenient solution for some dealers. They're saying, look, we'll take a client's money, We'll use it to buy shares of this ETF. You can redeem the shares in kind for the underlying security. So basically you give them the shares and then you get a whole bunch of bonds and then they sell those bonds to their clients. In other words, some dealers are relying on HYG as an easy source of bonds when clients want them. That's your Bloomberg ETF report. I'm Catherine Cowdery. You're listening to Taking Stock with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. Taking stock of the stock market, the bond market, ETFs, and more as we uh, head into the Memorial Day weekend and the official start of summer. How does the second half of the year look for investors? What can you do with your money to make sure you make a little money over the rest of the year? Let's put all these questions to Dave Kudla. He's CEO and Chief Investment Strategist at Mainstay Capital Management. Dave, I'm glad you could find some time for us as uh, you get ready for the three-day weekend. Absolutely. Good afternoon, Kathleen. So I know that even though you are probably thinking about, I don't know, 
barbecues and all the rest of it, you were listening to Janet Yellen's conversation at uh, Radcliffe, Harvard University, with uh, Harvard economist Greg Mankiw this afternoon. Uh, I think a lot of traders were surprised that Greg asked the obvious question, how does the economy look to you right now? And and what about the, the immediate's coming up? What about rate hikes? She said it's appropriate to do another rate hike if the incoming data support it. What do you take away from that? Well, she was pretty direct in the way that she answered that question, but it, it confirmed what I think a lot of people have been thinking more recently, that uh, June or July uh, are on the table for a probable rate hike. Uh, it'll either be June or July if they want to wait past uh, the Brexit vote. Uh, but, you know, that's, I think, being mostly being priced in. Fed futures have risen a lot in terms of predicting that as either June or July, and that's our expectation. We'll get a, we'll get a hike in June or July. David, what does it tell you about the tone of uh, investors if everything seems to hang on whether the Federal Reserve raises interest rates 25 basis points? Is that any way to run a portfolio? Well, Tim, the the unfortunate thing about the environment we're in is, you know, it is a, uh, like it or not, it, it's a, it's been largely a Fed-fueled uh, stock market. If If you look at the volatility that we've had, in the first quarter and really over the past several quarters, uh, it, it seems that, uh, you know, as we look at it and analyze it, 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 it tends to be fundamentals, a hard look at fundamentals that send the market down and then the federal central banks that come in and prop the market back up. And we had a very good example of that in the first quarter, not just our Fed, but uh, what was going on in Europe and, and maybe to a lesser extent uh, Japan. But uh, it has become a very important dynamic in terms of the financial markets and specifically stocks. So, Dave, uh, when we have talked to you over the last few months, uh, your position f- had been for some time, you're pretty bullish on stocks. Mm-hmm. You turn much more cautious where are you now when you when you look at the stock market and the prospects for further gains, for treading water, or actually some kind of correction or sell-off? Mm-hmm. Well, if, you, if we look at where we are and where we've come from, we're now in the eighth year of the second longest bull market in the history of stocks. Can it go further? Probably. Uh, and and as we've been talking about, you know, people ask the question: Are we still in a secular bull market? There was a question, did May of last year start a new bear market? Well, we're only a couple of percent away from new highs, so we might uh, start the clock over on that anyway. But but what we believe is we're in this trading range, and it's, and it's largely that tug-of-war between the Fed and, and fundamentals, as we like to say. And that trading range over the last two years has been 1810 to 2135. We're bumping up against uh, 2100 on the S&P 500 right now. So we're at the high end of that trading range. And so we think for that reason, uh, it, it, it makes sense for investors to look at their portfolio, uh, look at the gains, you know, with this run back up and with this run over the past seven years plus. Uh, and, and a little bit of caution we think is prudent at this point. Uh, we're long into this bull market and we're at the top end of the trading range we've had the last two years. So, David, you're looking for any beat-up assets? I mean, for example, are you looking for any oil or energy companies to add to the portfolio? Well, we think some of the areas that are interesting in this environment that are still on the higher beta side, uh, one is technology. Uh, and it's interesting to know people think about financials, which are also interesting through here with the, with the Fed hiking rates as net interest margin improves. Uh, they become more attractive. But actually, technology 
is the sector that tends to do the best of all the industry sectors when the Fed is hiking rates. The reason for that is it's usually uh, in coincidentally or in, accompanied by a strong economy. When we have a strong economy, uh, we've got uh, CapEx cycles underway, which is good for for technology as, as industry is, uh, is spending that money. So uh, technology, uh, for higher beta names, we, we like. Financials are attractive through here. Uh, but, you know, still looking for those areas we diversify into to reduce risk and overall volatility in the portfolio as well. We had a guest on earlier today who was very keen on closed-end bond funds, some of them yielding about 10%. Is that something that you are watching, investing in? Well, uh, we're, we're – Typically using more ETFs, ETNs, open-end funds, uh, we'll look at closed and we'll look at closed-end bond funds. You know where they are relative to trading at a, at a premium from time to time. Uh, we do like in the area of bonds, we still like preferreds. Uh, Treasury inflation-protected securities look good through here, and even EM debt it struggled a little bit more recently. But uh, what we've seen is is in the pullbacks uh, we move on to. Uh, to more strength. So, you know, there's certainly some area, areas within bonds with the threat of the Fed raising rates that are attractive, and that's because sovereign debt around the world is, is the yields are so low that will continue to put pressure on uh, bonds here in the U.S. on the intermediate and long end of the curve. David, do you have any interest in investing in gold or gold mining shares? Uh, we've had uh, some positions in both gold and gold mining shares. Uh, over the past several months, uh, gold bullion GLD is the ETF you can use to play that directly. Uh, it, it's, you know, the the problem with with uh, gold we've seen over the past week or several days here. Uh, you know, when when uh, the Fed funds rate is at zero, interest rates are near zero, bonds are yielding near zero. It's okay to hold a brick of gold that has no yield. But as we look towards yields increasing, the Fed raising rates, yields increasing on bonds. Uh, they don't look quite as attractive. But is a diversifier in a portfolio, precious metals from time to time make a lot of sense because they have a low or even negative correlation with stocks and low correlation with bonds. Uh, so, you know, we think in, in light doses it can make sense from time to time. So as for uh, any particular ETFs, any fund that you think is, is a one people could take a look at now, what, do, mm-hmm. what is a good prospect? Give us a couple if you have them. Sure. So one we like, I talked about REITs, you know, in the areas of financials and REITs, uh, Global X Super Dividend REIT, which is S-R-E-T. Um, we, we like REITs through here. Uh, we have a, a, a high dividend, uh, a high yielding REIT with its dividend yield uh, currently at about 7.8%, diversification geographically. And again, REITs are a good bond proxy without rates going up quickly. Uh, we think REITs continue to look good. Um, and, and we like, as we said, uh, you know, an easy way to play technology, XLT, financials, XLF. We think that uh, there's some opportunity there. Thank you very much for spending time with us, uh, David Kudla. He is the founder and the chief executive officer and chief investment strategist for Main State Capital Management. He's based in Troy, Michigan, helping to manage more than $2 billion of customer assets. And you can follow him on Twitter at David underscore Kudla, K-U-D-L-A. You're listening to Taking Stock. I'm Pim Fox, my co-host Kathleen Hayes, and we take you through to the close of trading next. 
Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.